0: so m- encouraging encouragement to be the putto the knower the knowing and this uh, sense of looking inward, observing watching witnessing so that your know, reference point is always here and now and the way it is rather than uh, say the worldly attitude which is doing something now to get something in the future. So this this right attitude is for us to understand it intellectually or then to apply it so that you cultivate in the right way rather than then do things from the worldly conditioned deluded state because because even meditation can be done with the worldly uh, conditioning, the sense of me trying to get something or get rid of something. So that's what I call the, the worldly view, the sense of myself as being somebody who is meditating in order to purify myself and attain enlightenment. And that is, uh, is certainly, you know, a better worldly state than someone who's just trying to gain power and prestige and so forth in the world. But it's still a delusion. And so this uh, encouragement to, to awaken, puto, to see the Dhamma the way it, the way it is. Reality. I I really like the definition of Dhamma as reality, the real. And in the Third Noble Truth, in this uh, Nirodha Satya, is uh, this uh, sense of, uh, the Second Noble Truth is letting go of desire and then the cessation, witnessing the cessation, ceasing of desire. is the real where, where desire where desire's no longer attached to out of ignorance, its nature's to cease and for the first moment you're you're recognizing or it's realizing this is this is reality, this is ultimate reality, it's this. So last evening we chanted the Tamajaka Pavatana Sutta and that of course is uh, I think it's the greatest teaching, the clearest statement, and the most practical, uh, it, it explains the practice. It's, uh, it's very clear, very, uh, it's, you know, as far as teaching goes on a conventional level, putting, putting it into words to realize, to recognize, It's uh, always impressed me how the Buddha uh, established this on just this dukkha, this uh, first noble truth. Because uh, dukkha then, you know, and we translate it as suffering, but it just is this, it's this uh, ignorance of being limited all the time, unsatisfied, dissatisfied by our conditioning so that that our life is, we tend to experience every moment of our life through habits, through identities, through delusions, which in modern terms called the real world. So to most people, the society we live in, the real world is is the delusion of the minds, of, of the population. So what is reality? And then, you know, like Dhamma this word dhamma is is the real is reality and the knowing is the buto or the buddha or pure consciousness it's not personal it's not uh, it's not the taking the the sense of i'm experiencing this this is my reality or my world is that falls away into just the simplicity of pure awareness, pure consciousness, and it's knowing the Dhamma or or reality, recognizing it. So in the Third Noble Truth, uh, this realization, realizing, and uh, this word real, of course, seems to be quite a significant word in, in what is real what is reality and then in uh, you know then the fourth noble truth is cultivating or Bawana. power is this uh, uh, developing or cultivating and of course this is of course what we're doing in in a monastic uh, Form, cultivating, living this reality in daily life, integrating it into the movements of our bodies, our breath, our uh, relationships with each other, the, with the uh, society. So, a relationship, say, as sangha, is in, you know relating in this harmless way, not. Creating more delusions, divisions, uh, in the in the community or the society that we're living in. But awaken to the real, then our relationship is one of supatipano, ujupatipano, patipano samiji patipano. It's a relationship of doing what is good, our active side, our relation to the environment, to each other, to the society, to the world, our kind of moral guidelines, non-violent, reflective, respectful, direct, Ujjupati Pano. You can't get more direct than this. Well, the other way, you have to develop the sila first, and then samadhi, and then panya. The way often Buddhism is taught, you know, you have to have good sila, and then you develop the samadhi, and then the, the concentration practice, and then you have develop panya, or wisdom. It's not very direct, is it? It's uh, step-by-step this stage, then the next, then the next. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's uh, it's good advice on the worldly level. But notice when you, from the Dhamma-Jaka-Pavatana Sutta, it's, uh, it starts with Panya, Samaditi Sama-Sangapo, the Fourth Noble Truth. And then the sila, the samavaja, sama gamanto, samativo, and then the samadhi, sama vayamo, sama sati, sama samadhi. So this samaditi then is uh, this is this changes from from this uh, sense of time, and uh, I have to do this first, and purify myself in order to get the samadhi to give me the punya to. The directness, Ujupatipano, pano, this samadhi, right understanding, right seeing, seen clearly, knowing the real, knowing reality here and now, not through gradual process of development. It's immediate. It's direct. So during this uh, community retreat. This is uh, this is the encouragement to uh, to keep that direction clear, so that uh, because all the worldly problems and personal views and things like this can they always have this uh, sense of importance or urgency or you know emotionally we're very affected by worldly conditions. You know, I can just see it, see in myself, and things. You know, I can get wound up with worldly cares and problems. You know, see how it just how. And this is why I like to reflect on the on the condition realm, because you know, I'm not dismissing it or or uh, trying to even criticize it, but just recognize it. It's recognition. The world is. It's It's important. It's. There's crises. There's urgent problems. There's uh, things that have to be done. There's right and wrong. Uh, there's all kinds of things that shouldn't be. There's uh, heaven, hell, and war and peace, and all the rest. And the emotional our emotions are very much conditioned for that, for Gamma Kanu Yoko, Attakili Matanu Yoko. last night we chanted the beginning of the Tamajaka Pavatana Sutta. Gama Sukali Kana Yoko one extreme. Pleasure seeking, seeking security, comfort, pleasure, happiness in the world. Attakili Matanu Yoko is the opposite. Get rid of, destroy, deny, control. So these are the extremes, and that's our emotions, our conditioned emotions, are extremities. So, like upeka, or equanimity, or one pointedness, ekagata, upeka, this state, this equanimous reality, is not to. To suppress emotion, but it's uh, transcendent, being able to transcend the emotion to observe it. So transcending isn't personal, it's not like I, I'm above my emotional life, I'm way beyond it, I'm so advanced. That's Sakyaditi again, a sense of myself. But awareness, mindfulness, is our ability to observe emotional feelings. You know, our loves and hates and feelings of right and wrong and should and shouldn't are like this. Then the sound of silence that I use for equanimity because resting in this sound stream, then once I relax into it, trust it, then it's naturally equanimous. But it's not a suppression, I'm not, I'm not using it as a way of getting out of anything, of running away from misery or suffering or you know, negative emotions, but it's a, a willingness to give me perspective on what I'm feeling. Otherwise, if I don't do this, then I'm merely caught in uh, trying to control my emotions. say if, like you know if I'm sitting up here suppressing uh, resentment and anger or something, it's different, isn't it? you'd have a different feeling you know, because you're being affected by me at this time. Or if I was trying to, uh, you know, pep you up, cheer you up, and uh, give you the party line, saying now, you know, the inspiring teachings of Buddhism and why everybody should ordain become monks and nuns. And that'd be different, you know, kind of positive thinking or negative. But then in this equanimous reality, you know, recognizing it, then it it is uh, it isn't it isn't just a kind of bland, uh, unfeeling uh, refusal to to feel life, but it gives perspective on on the conditions that we're experiencing in the present. So if we ca- if we don't have that perspective, then we're merely caught in the habit of indulging in, in our feelings, which is Kanu yoko, or suppressing them, resisting them, which is attakilamatanu yoko. So those are the two extremes. And the matimabhati Bhatibata then is this, for me it's this transcendent knowing Because it's not a kind of mediocre compromise, a kind of a bland, uh, feel emotionless uh, refusal to, to uh, feel life in any way, happy, sad, elated, or depressed. But it gives perspective on the karma of this present moment. Whatever bippaka karma I'm experiencing is like this. So, like in, in uh, this dukkha, this, I know I've explored this for many years, this dukkha and non-dukkha, suffering and non-suffering. And a, a lot of my practice uh, for many years now has been not trying to get rid of dukkha or avoid it, but to recognize it. And to discern attachment to the conditions for suffering and non-attachment. So this is this is what what mindfulness is. It's discerning satipanya mindfulness. Like attaching to conditions is like this. And I can feel myself arising as a person and my position, my duties, responsibilities, my Uh, Memories. My relationships with you. Dukkha is attachment to the, you know, the convention itself. Theravada Buddhism. Thai forest tradition. Vinaya. All taken from attachment with a sense of self-involvement in it. So there's... my practice, my discipline, my life, my position, my responsibility is like this. Now that you know, this is this is a reflective uh, investigation. So I'm not trying to get rid of it. I'm just observing when when what my 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 the sense of my personal self-worth and my responsibility and and so forth in this world, in this Sangha, in this society. Now when I do this, you know, I just feel always this sense of something unsatisfied in it. You know, you can blame it on monastic life, on Theravada Buddhism, on on yourself, on monks, on nuns, on England or Thailand or wherever, you know, you can, there's always this uh, wanting, thinking that there's something wrong, this sense of unsatisfactoriness or incompleteness is, is due to the conditions, which can be, you know, the conventions, society, or just one sense of I'm not good enough person, I'm not pure enough, and I'm not kind enough, or I'm not generous enough. Or the self-critical mind, you see, I'm too, I'm, I have too many personal problems, I, I have, uh, you know, due to past experiences and traumas in my life, and on and on like this, no matter how much we work from that level, but the observing, observing it, now how do you observe Sakyaditi without, you know, suppressing it? I'm not denying self but recognizing it. Sakya the sense of me, mine. Siddhartha Bharamasa, the conventional world or the convention itself, attachment to the the tradition, to the conventions. Out of ignorance, out of avijja, so this word avijja is is most significant, and this this is uh, ignorance of reality, ignorance of dhamma. So when we don't know reality, then then avijja is what you know is the is what influences every moment. So we experience even. Under the best conditions, you know, when everything is hunky-dory, when everything's going fine and life is wonderful, there's still this. This uh, if you don't, if you haven't awakened to reality, then there's still, you know, that it's not going to stay this way. Are we ever going to get the sangha into? A state where it's going to be permanently harmonious, and and uh, what we imagine we'd like if we we join a community, we want a harmonious, wonderful uh, community, self that supports itself, and and everything's fair and just and perfect. That's a, that's an ideal that we you know beautiful ideal, but it's still a limitation, isn't it? Because all one can feel is dissatisfied because it's never going to get that way, never going to be ideal. Or at moments it might seem so but it's not going to stay there because that's the way conditioned phenomena is, it changes. And then the dukkha like this an attachment to dukkha out of ignorance and self being a separate person and being operating from the personal all the time is like this and then resting in the sound of silence letting go of the world I'm still present but Because it does, if you, you know, if you trust it, the thinking process will cease. And when the thinking stops, where there's no self anymore. This is what I found. There can still be emotional kind of energy going around, uh, you know, that, but if I'm really letting go, then, uh, then there's vicha, knowing reality. And it's non-suffering. This non-attachment, non-suffering is like this. Now this is discerning. This is is what I, you know, where panya is, or wisdom, in the Buddhist sense of the word wisdom. It's discerning. Now, there's no obvious choice. Once you can discern non-suffering, You know, we suffer all the time because we don't we don't know reality. We're always trying to get there or do something to to get to some ideal of reality or enlightenment or non attachment or non self. So we, we can attach to the ideal of nibbana or enlightenment, but there's still dukkha is the thing that we experience until you discern just recognizing self is like this so and then I really create myself, I used to spend a lot of time just creating myself in quite intentionally what I think and what I want and what I like and don't like and What, how things should be and shouldn't be and good and bad and and listening to this to all the things that I identify with or that I fear and, and resent or feel threatened by then you know I can feel this sense of I can you know wind myself up I can get very righteous and and uh, angry over things, injustices, and then um, letting go of all that, then I'm in a, and recognizing just this, this observing. This is what the Puto Tamo paradigm is about. You know, because in that uh, Thai forest tradition, this is the kind of the essence of the teaching, puto So it's very direct, you know, Buto Buddha, awakened consciousness, knowing, knowing reality, knowing Dhamma. So you see that that these two words, Buddha and Dhamma, then they're they're not meant to be taken on the sakyaditi level. They're merely skillful means to get outside of to. to, to to, to reflect on the sense of me and mine and the real world that we're convinced, that everybody's convinced is is our reality. And then Sankho, Supatipano is like this. It's not personal anymore. Not me being a Buddhist monk or anything like that. It's Supatipano, an individual human awakened seeing, knowing clearly, reality, recognizing, realizing. So it's non-personal, it's not like I'm, you know, Sangha is is uh, is not meant to be, uh, you know, it's a, it can be used in a worldly way, like, like any community can call themselves a Sangha, but um, in terms of the three refuges, it's not about worldly, worldly communities, it's about individual human beings awakened to reality, but still having to function within the conditioned world and the societies they're in and the communities that they live in is like this and so we, a relationship then is is uh, practicing is is patipano, uju patipano, directly so this word patipano in Pali is practicing you know, cultivating it, knowing, a sense of knowing and clarity, non-confusion Comes from this level of awareness, non-attachment. When you when you don't know this, then you're always going to be confused, doubt-ridden. Because the uh, three fetters—sakkāditti, silabbata-paramasa, micchikicchā—they're they're all out of ignorance. You know, one is they're conditions that you acquire. It's social condition or cultural conditioning the ego the personality the thinking process you know like going to this conference on Saturday this happiness conference uh, uh, you know how this uh, you know it is confusing because you know one one is working on the level of Trying to create good conditions for everybody, and um, you know you don't you don't you know how, how many can can realize or, rec- or know reality. I mean, we can have, we're very idealistic, and we can know how things should be, but reality is like this: the real. So then we have the definition of sangha as the four pairs, the eight kinds of noble beings. Now this is these are the sota pana anakami arahant. So these words recognize that they're not for sakyaditi. They're not trying to become an arahant, or if you are, observe that they the, you know, I, I want to be an arahant, is is like this. It's still, you know, sense of me, this person trying to become this ideal. Or to think, I'll never become an arahant because I'm, you know, I see myself very, in very critical negative ways. I'm just satisfied if I'm just an ordinary good person. I don't want to be an arahant. At least I don't think I could ever become one because I'm humble and modest about everything, like a good Englishman. And uh, I have no ambition for a world of attainments in the religious life. I am just happy with my position, just being a good person. It's still sakya ditti, isn't it? It's the, even no matter how modest and humble you might, you, you you might uh you know attach to those kind of ideals of modesty and humility but if it is still not awakened consciousness it's still uh, still unsatisfactory so that's why i, uh, I encourage you to really uh, investigate the first three fetters you know the of the fetters so because the, the rest more or less take care of themselves if you if you break through the big delusion of sakya kheti silabhata wichikicha, these are the these are the conditions that bind us to saṃsāra, that that blind us. And if you if you don't understand them, if you have no Understanding of them, then you're you're going to spend your life in a sangha life still trying to, you know, in the on this level of of, thukditi, uh, and on the Sakyaditi level, we all get burned and hurt in the sangha life, don't we? We all have to, because it you know living with other people, living in community, think there's always things that arise and and it brings up our feelings of love and hate and right and wrong and our ideals and our sense of our self-worth and jealousies and fears and resentments, so I mean it's uh, just trying to, to live sangha life, you know, trying to control it and make it into something is you know, so, so too it's hard work and eventually you just you have to you know, you can't stand it anymore trying to control the sangha so that it doesn't upset or offend me in any way. Eventually I have to go up and live by myself because it's easier. But if living with others there's always this this sense of dis ease that that one field is like this, so uh, it's. Uh, I've been s- emphasizing this for the past few years. You may have noticed this, the first three fetters. Uh, not, not you know just to know them, know what saccidit is, and when they're when they're present, when they're not. It's not about attaining stream entry. Don't. You know, if I think I'm going to get rid of the first three setters to become a Sotapanna, that's still, that's not it. And that's not what I'm advising. And so the, these words get misused terribly in Theravada Buddhism. Who's a Narahant and who isn't and who's a Sotapanna and things like this. This, is, this just doesn't make sense to me. Uh, you know, because if if there if if there's a recognition of such then wha, who is it that ever attained sotapanna certainly no nobody no person attained sotapanna but there is and this is this is the this is what the the way of dhamma isn't it Letting go of Sakyadity, so it's not about a person becoming a Sotapana, but an individual recognizing the suffering that's, that's attached to the thinking process, to memory, to identity with the body, with the identity with the emotional habits, with memories. Bharamatha is a cultural conditioning, social conditioning, the con- attachment to conventions out of ignorance, so, uh, the attachment to Theravada Buddhism out of ignorance is Bharamatha. So this recognition of, or even, I don't need any conventions. I don't want these these old-fashioned Buddhist conventions from Asia. Uh, you don't need them. That's still sakyaditi silabhadra And wichikita doubt, which is always the a, a result of attachment to thinking. And that's why you know why confusion. People get very confused. Because they are attached to the thinking process, and they think a lot about Buddhism and and uh, religion or themselves or how things should or shouldn't be, and then one just it takes you to doubt. How can you get outside of doubt? How can you you know not be caught in the confusion of the complexity of conditioned phenomena? of me and mine and the complicated emotional life that I have and other people living in this this community with all these complicated personalities and and different uh, emotional habits and problems and on and on like this. It's just uh, and thinking about it, one feels despair. But if you're not thinking about it, if, but that doesn't mean that I refuse to think, but knowing the results of attachment to thinking is suffering. This brings me to doubt. I'm always in, never quite sure on a personal level. My personality is such that I, I don't feel very confident personally. the the personality is very much, that I have, is very much a personality that's based on uh, on attachment to what's wrong, you know, self-criticism, self-disparagement is is how my personality tends to, you know, what, what the obsessions are on the personal level. Uh, in, in when I when I attach to my to Ditti, then I am a I still feel doubtful, uncertain and you know just want to hide away really. I'm an annihilationist I want to disappear to avoid oblivion because life is too confusing too... The conditioned world is just too unsatisfactory and and complicated on a per, on a personal uh, through my personal habits and emotional reactions. So so then this awareness of that, uh, this awareness cultivated or sustained connected. Connected awareness. This is why I found the sound of silence so helpful, because recognizing this, then, then the awareness connects. You know, it's not just momentary or fragmentary flashes of insight. It has a continuity, a flow, in which I ha- I can observe. There's an observing of zazkyaditti silabatambar Vichy wichichicha. Uh-huh. So I listen, listen to my personality, to my cultural conditioning, my loves and hates, my thinking process. That listening is, not, is, not, is coming from the silence of the mind, is not criticizing, because to criticize anything I'm feeling, I have to start thinking about it again. If I'm feeling a negative emotion right now, and then I, oh, that's a bad emotion, then I'm thinking about it. Calling it bad or negative or whatever, Is I have to think, I have to criticize it. You know, saying it's bad is a criticism of what I'm feeling, isn't it? I'm feeling bad. Is it? But if whatever I'm feeling now is like this, Doesn't have to, you don't have to define it as good or bad, but it is like this. And then it's like there's not attachment in this moment. It's receiving something for what it is. So if there is a, a negative feeling or anxiety or worry, if I accept it and just let it be what it is, you know, I can endure it. Then it, it fades out, ceases on its own. So then mental clarity comes from this, not figuring everything out and having, you know, uh, analyzing and, and have, making everything reasonable and logical, but it's our ability to recognize the nature of conditioned phenomena, whether it's intellectual, emotional, physical, whatever. So see this uh, time community retreat as you know, great. It's a great gift too. Uh, you know, dedicated to this, where you know, the encouragement is. This is this is your duty during this time. And don't don't make that into a big problem. And. <laughs> and uh, you know, see, this is an occasion where this emphasis is, is encouraged. And just so, you know, cause it, 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 you know, you can't make yourself do it. It's learning to trust yourself more. To, uh, to not, you know, say it's your duty. Then you get, you know, oh, i got to practice hard in this retreat. Then get back into the old Sakyaditya again. So observe that, you know, just how even the word community retreat, how, you know, how you, you're, you you personally react to that, you know, community retreat. Don't talk, shut up. This is my time, my practice. Be mindful and all that. You, can, you know, we can really, uh, you know, have our emotional reactions to this idea of noble silence, retreat and all that, and, and without being ob- observing of, of how, this convention of community retreat at the end of Vasa affects, you know, how, we, how that affects our experience in the present. is like this. And then, to uh, cultivate, you know, this, this sense of joyfulness. This awareness is where joy can, we can experience joy in our lives. The Brahma Viharas, Metta Karuna Mudita Upeka. They're spontaneous, you know, they're, not, they're not me cultivating the Brahma Viharas anymore. It's, it's, uh, they arise, they're the way of relating to the world around us. You know, so equanimity or, or uh, one pointedness or mindfulness. This doesn't mean we don't feel anything or don't. We're just kind of in a bland state, kind of zombie like uh, void of indifference to everything. That's where, you know, the, the beauty and goodness around us it brings joy into consciousness because it's non personal. You're not trying to hold on or, or, you know, create it or keep it. And the sadness that we hear, you know, we hear about the, the, the wars in Iraq and the killing and violence and, you know, we feel that, you know, it's a, some arises, a sense of compassion, recognizing the suffering out of ignorance that most of the, the world is caught into you know how we brutalize and tyrannize each other in the name of righteous causes you know is there any is there any force today operating you know that is doing it just because they love evil they're satanic and they want to make everybody miserable and and uh, and uh, they love to see people suffering enjoy seeing everybody miserable well there's not those are, those are more psychopathic tendencies, but generally, you know, whether it's the United States or or the uh, Al-Qaeda, it's coming from altruism usually, isn't it? We want to give the world democracy and freedom, or and, or we want to convert everybody to Islam so that they keep the Sharia law and the laws of purity and no longer have all these immoral things going on and we can to uh, righteousness. And then, then the war and the violence and the exploitation, all from avita, ignorance of reality and how that affects the consciousness of an individual or a society. So then this this time is a real opportunity to see through that. So once you see for yourself, then there's no no longing, no intention, no inclination to do that anymore. People do that just because they don't know any better. They're thoroughly convinced in their own rightness and in their message and in their viewpoint.